0: I begin this episode by acknowledging the Ngunnawal and Nyambri people, the traditional custodians of the land on which I am today. I would also like to acknowledge the Bundjalung people, the traditional custodians of the land my guest joins me from today. I pay respect to their elders, past, present and emerging, and I extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples listening to this podcast. Nisam Welcome to the Coconut Wireless Podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Lardner. I've got a really, really special guest for you this episode. Her name is Elena B. Williams, and she is a woman of Samoan descent, who's a singer-songwriter as uh, has been performing for many years uh, in and around Australia uh, in, a, in a range of different sort of um, settings and capacities. So I'm um, really excited to have her on. Uh, also because uh, when this episode drops, uh, she will be performing this Friday at the uh, at the upcoming National Multicultural Festival, which is being held here in Canberra, where I live. Uh, so, if you're in or around Canberra, uh, please make, please get out there. Uh, it's it's being held uh, all weekend, over three days, so from Friday the seventeenth of of Je- uh, February, sorry, all the way through to Sunday the nineteenth of February, and uh, there's going to be stalls and. Musical acts, obviously, like Elena, and uh, plenty of food and uh, and, and everything you can possibly ask for. It's I've uh, been to two or three of them now, and it's always an amazing day. It's a, it's a great vibe. The whole city sort of gets up for it, which is which is amazing. And it's it's good for your know, whatever you're doing. Yeah, you know? so if you're out with a family, it's an amazing day for that. There's so much for the kids to, do, Lot, lots for the adults, the grown ups as well, uh, which is always important. It sometimes gets overlooked. Uh, but yeah, you know, if you're out with your friends. It's also, yeah, it's a, it, it's a really engaging day. Um, yeah, you can pop into, uh, if you're ever attending, pop into, uh, one of the bars, King O'Malley's and, uh, and have a couple of, um, light refreshments partway through the day and then, and carry on. Cause it, it's always seems to be on a, not an ad for King O'Malley's by the way. Um, uh, yeah, just in case anyone, uh, a- anyone has any questions about that? No, it's just, uh, that's where I uh, stopped in, uh, last time I, I went to the festival. Um, no. Uh, I get sidetracked a little bit, but my chat with Elena, Uh, she's amazing and uh, we we have a really, really good uh, chat and and cover some really rich topics. So it's it's fantastic and I'm glad to have had her on and uh, here she is. My guest today is an amazing singer-songwriter of Samoan heritage who has been performing all around Australia for many years. By seamlessly blending elements of soul, folk, jazz, blues and alternate, alternative music styles, she has created a unique sound which Donna Simpson of The Waves described by saying, I heard a sound, I heard a voice that stopped me in my tracks. I'm speaking, of course, about Elena B. Williams. Elena, welcome to the Coconut Wireless podcast. Thank you so much for coming on.
1: Oh, thanks for having me, Jeremy.
0: Not at all. Um, but just to start us off, could you just... Um, Give me and the listeners a little bit of a background into you and who you are.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, So I was originally born in Perth, Western Australia. I have a Samoan mum and an English dad. Um, Yeah, so I guess I started my music career in Perth, Western Australia, when I was about 15. Yeah. My father actually writes books for a living, so he writes novels. Yeah. And my mum's a traditional Samoan dancer, so she used to dance oh, wow. around the Pacific Islands showcasing Samoan dance. Oh, wow. So I come from a very, um, I guess, creative family. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, Samoan dance and Samoan songs and my father's writing has always been around me, so that's kind of – uh, definitely inspired my um, want to have a voice in the community. I guess.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. That's awesome.
1: That's so yeah. cool.
0: Um, so I read that your your first gig was actually at a poetry reading that your 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 father did, yeah, uh, or correct. one of your first gigs uh yeah. the Oxford Street Cafe.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, can you just talk me through um, what that was like? That that first time, sort of performing uh, properly?
1: okay so I guess I was pretty young I think I was about 15 so you know still in high school Um, and my dad used to listen to me playing guitar in my bedroom and stuff I was very shy about performing I guess I still am in many ways too it doesn't Mm -hmm. really come naturally to me or or a lot of performers actually I've spoken to even well-known ones Um, and he thought that I sounded pretty good so he said do you want to come and Uh, we need music at the poetry reading just to sort of change, give, you know, a bit of uh, sound, uh, a different mood, you know, to a lot of the reading. Sometimes you need a break in between poets because they can be quite um, intense and and diverse, but it just gives a bit of lighthearted change for those long poetry readings. So, um, Yeah, yeah, my dad asked me to come. I was very shy, but they really liked it and it sort of inspired me to think maybe this is something I could do a little bit, yeah. So,
0: right. yeah, Because yeah. you, when you started sort of singing and, and playing the guitar, it was as a bit more of a pastime rather than something yeah, that you... Yeah, it was
1: really a hobby, a relaxation sort of thing for me, but I guess my first experience with the power music was probably with um, Samoan uh, songs that... happened when Samoa was looking for its independence. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, so I guess activism became a, it was in my space from an early age because mum always used to talk about Samoa gaining independence in 1962. And, um, you know, music is a big part, as you know, of the Pacific Island culture and how we um, celebrate, how we create change. And, you know, I guess the first person I was that kind of early music that I heard, which really fascinated me because I researched our independence and how that came about and the movement and the songs that came along with that. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's awesome. Yeah, so, so good. Um, and also, I guess, you know, for me, Tracy Chapman was a big influence as well. Sure. Um, because her movement, you know, her... her understanding of the power of music and lyrics uh, is why lyrics are so important to me and what what you sing about um, is definitely has value.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. wonderful. Um, look, this is a, a little bit of a weird question, but i I, I just sort of I'll throw it in there. Um, you got your first guitar around the age of 15, as we talked yeah. about. Um, yeah.
1: Do
0: you remember what kind of cu- guitar it was?
1: Um, I think it was. Oh, well, that's a good question. I think it was a Yamaha. Oh, yeah. Could have been. Yeah. And then I think my second one was a Maton.
0: Nice. Oh, very yeah.
1: good. Yeah. My, no, dad I... was, my dad was very kind to me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. No, that's cool. No, I'm always um, I'm always interested in, like, those, those little sort of relics from, like, the start of yeah. the journey. So that's awesome. Well, I
1: still have the second guitar. The first guitar. Really? Yeah, I ha- still have my second guitar, which is sort of in retirement. Sure. Um, because it's just got so many cracks and it's been repaired so many times. Yeah. But as I've gotten older, because of my hands, I've, I've got a little bit of arthritis fr- and um, carpal tunnel from repetitive playing. Right. Uh, which a lot of musicians, you know, end up having issues yeah. with their hands and shoulders and body. Sure. Um, so now I play electric guitars because it's so much easier. Oh, good, um, yeah. So I play a Gretsch and I also have a um, a, a Japanese uh, what is it? Actually, that's crazy. I've forgotten what it is. It's a, um, it's an old Japanese ibis. Hi. Uh, which is a, it's a beautiful actually Golgotha. Japanese actually. I'm trying to turn this camera around. I don't know How yeah. to? Uh,
0: oh, I can see it. I, I can see it in there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. How yeah.
1: yeah. oh, beautiful. It's beautiful. And yeah, it's much easier on my hands.
0: Yeah, nice. I don't even know how I turn that around. Oh,
1: I'm, I'm, I'm more um, technology savvy than I think. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's like me too. With uh, I, I, People see all the gear I work with and they think I, I, I know what I'm doing. I, I, I rarely get it right the first time. So it's a <laughs> lot of trial and error. Um, um, what, what? Just speaking about your guitars, um, go off on a little bit of a tangent here. Like,
1: yeah.
0: what, what's the process like? Of getting a new guitar when you when you realise you need a new one, like how long does that take to do your research and try them out?
1: Well, I guess for me now, after you know twenty five years of playing, sure, I will always buy second hand guitars now.
0: Oh, beautiful!
1: Because they're the great thing about second hand guitars is they're worn in, and they have a really nice sound. New guitars can sometimes lack that um, warmth for me. So, you know, I often buy guitars from, you know, professional players who want to upgrade, who just love buying guitars.
0: Sure.
1: But actually second-hand guitars I would recommend for all new players um, and old ones because they sound great. As long as they're, you know, in good condition, um, I find them better than brand-new guitars because they have a sound quality that's just sort of been worn in a little bit and it's really nice.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's so interesting.
1: Yeah, so there's a, a fantastic secondhand guitar shop um, in Brunswick Heads, not far from where I live, mm-hmm. on the east coast of Australia, and um, they have, which is actually Bunjilung country, uh, which is really important to know how Indigenous names of this country, which is really important to me, um, and I'm glad to be coming to Naganawal country soon, mm. where you are.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, but there's a second-hand guitar there, and. A lot of um, famous musicians take their guitars and dump them there.
0: Um, really?
1: When they go and buy new guitars, so they hand them over there, and I often go in there and have a look and find some great guitars. So. Oh,
0: that's, that's amazing! That's yeah. So I cool. highly
1: re- recommend second-hand guitars because they're just as good as brand new guitar.
0: Sure. Yeah. I definitely. just don't
1: bother buying brand new ones anymore because they just they just don't have that quality for me.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um. You're, you're obviously an amazing solo artist, um, but you all, you've you also been collaborating with Rachel Heaton, yep. who's a wonderful uh, violinist
1: yep. uh, for many
0: years now. How did that partnership come about?
1: Um, I actually met her in Canberra, funnily hey. enough. She was an environmentalist, um, and uh, I have a lot of friends who are in the environmental field because uh, I'm a strong activist for country and um, Beautiful. all sorts of things other things that I support Um, and I think we just met somewhere and had a jam and then years later we hooked up again and did some gigs together and then it's just been like that ever since. She's a great uh, classically trained artist.
0: Yeah beautiful.
1: And she has roots in the Irish, her background is Irish I think, Irish Scottish. Nice. Um, And she learnt from some professional Irish players too in Ireland and I've also been to Ireland so I really appreciate their music. Beautiful. And storytelling, um, you know, there's a real connection for me in Ireland because of the way they tell stories. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the Irish, I really relate to from a Pacific Islander perspective too because they're so big on family and culture.
0: Definitely.
1: And uh, and they've also, you know, been the underdogs when it comes to fighting for their freedom from England and, you know, all sorts of things in their history. So it's fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah but she's um, an amazing player. She's a singer too, but she's very shy.
0: Yeah. Oh <laughs> no, I've uh, I've um, heard some of the some of the pieces you two have done together, and it, yeah, it just gels so well. It's just magic. It's wonderful. Yeah.
1: Thank
0: you. not, not at all. Uh, one thing that I love, and you, you've already touched on it already, but one thing that I love is like you're obviously quite proud of your Samoan uh, heritage. You're also incredibly um, respectful and educated on. Indigenous Australian culture and you, you, you go to great lengths to, as you have, um, acknowledging the country that you're on, um, the country you're performing in, also the country on your website, you, you acknowledge the country you are born on. Um, it's a practice that's uh, certainly growing um, within um, not just performance, but you know, sports people as well and that kind of thing. Um, it's not quite where it needs to be or, sh- or should be. Um, can you speak a little bit about the importance to you of, of paying respect to the um, the traditional custodians of the land? Do you find yourself. I on?
1: guess um, for me, you know, it really started in the roots of my homeland in Samoa with my mother being an activist and my grandfather fighting for independence uh, as a um, matai uh, elder in in our village. My grandfather sat beside the. Um, King of Samoa at the the time and was an activist in fighting for independence for our country. So that's always been a big part of my life. Mm -hmm. Um, And I have always, uh, I grew up with Indigenous community, best friends, you know, and um, so I've always taken the opportunity to learn about the culture here and I'm a bit a big advocate for treaty in Australia because I think that's something that really needs to happen, like it's happened in New Zealand um, and other countries around the world. I think Australia is one of the last countries to acknowledge or even attempt a treaty. Um, I think The Voice, you know, I've read a book on The Voice and um, as much as it's a positive move, I think treaty should have always come first before Voice Um, because it acknowledges that the country was never ceded, Um, sovereignty was never ceded, which I believe. um, We all know that history of Australia. And, you know, the history of racism in this country has put treaty on the back burner for such a long time. And uh, I've always been an advocate with my elders because I play most years at um, NAIDOC week celebrations and I've worked um, as a community worker and with youth uh, and and fought against racism in this country, not only for uh, its Indigenous people, but for people of colour in this country. Yeah,
0: yeah absolutely. Um,
1: and I still do that on a daily basis because I live in a predominantly white community now. Sure. Um, the east coast of Australia is predominantly white. There's not a large amount of Pacific Islanders where I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and people have to acknowledge that, that we do face that every day. Yeah. And so my connection with the Indigenous culture um, came from those same struggles, but nowhere near the struggle that the Indigenous people have had to face.
0: Sure,
1: sure. Uh, People don't realise enough about the stolen generation. Uh, Australians often go on about oh, if they had jobs and they what are they doing in these communities. Well, people don't understand that a lot of these communities were were created by religious Mm. um, groups and and basically people were taken from their own country and put in these communities in the middle of nowhere where they don't actually come from some of these communities and expected to survive in an environment that is so different for them. Yeah, Um, absolutely. And, you know, the more we realise that these people were basically taken over and massacred, And that's the start. That's their grandparents we're talking about. This is not very far away, like in terms of time and, um, you know, generational trauma, uh, which comes from all, everyone, you know, has that to an extent from whatever family you come from. But generational trauma is a real thing. And Australians really have to understand what uh, has happened to the people who actually own this country.
0: Yeah, um, and they
1: don't use that word, and I shouldn't really say that, but the custodians, the caretakers of this land, yeah. and Australians are always talking about, I own this land, this land's mine, sticking flags everywhere. Well, you know, I, I actually don't uh, agree with the Australian flag yeah. either. Yeah. Um, I'm an advocate for a new flag that is actually decided upon by the Indigenous people of this country.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: because this country does not belong to England or any other I'm um, Australian because it was stolen. So, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm a big advocate for that. I could go on about it forever. No, yeah, yeah,
0: no, that's that's
1: but, wonderful,
0: you know, yeah. When you sit in circle with Indigenous Elders, um, and
1: I have done from uh, all around Australia, from, you know, Perth to uh, uh, Wajuk countries, Perth, mm. Bundjalung here on the East Coast, uh, Uluru, um, you know, Townsville. I've been all over Australia with my music and,
0: and yeah.
1: Wherever I have an opportunity to meet elders, I go and do that because um, it's very important. And and whenever I cross a border of this country, um, I also do a silent, um, in my spirit, to say, can I please come and pass through this land as a sign of respect yeah. um, when I cross borders in this country too? And that's little things we can do to actually acknowledge. Yeah. Um, our place and our, and the way we can respectfully walk on this land with respect for all the elders of the nations.
0: Absolutely, yeah. It's yeah. it's not always about um, doing things that are visible and that's you know, right. you're able to post about it on Instagram. Things like what you do, where you're talking about as you cross a border, something very personal. That's almost uh, more significant, right? Because yeah. there's no way you're doing it for any kind of recognition. It's it's a very genuine thing.
1: Yeah, and it's about, you know, in your spirit acknowledging that and having integrity about yourself as a human being as well. Yeah. And, I mean, we can do little things like buy the Indigenous map so we know which countries we're crossing through. Yeah. um, And and the nations and learning the languages and, you know, doing all those things that people, you know, do when they go overseas. Yeah. Give respect to those other cultures overseas. Well, why not to your
0: the yeah, country absolutely. that you're
1: born to as well and really understand that and learn that. And yeah, when I'm we really educate saying. ourselves, compassion is, you know, a key to uh, change.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's so funny what you say that, um, not funny but interesting what you say about the buying an Indigenous map because my, my wife is a very proud uh, Yuan Wiradjuri woman and awesome. um, when she was she would go on these road trips, um, her family was spread uh, spread all over and still is all over Australia and uh, her and her family would go on road trips and as they would enter new country, um, her mum had a, a map with, with all of the traditional country on it. And um, she would she would test the kids and say, you yeah, know, whose country are we going through now? Like, yeah. it, that's the name they use. Now what's yeah. the na- What's the indigenous name?
1: Yeah, and, that's uh, awesome.
0: Yeah, and it yeah, so it doesn't it's it, and it was never a chore, it was something that was very fun and engaging yeah. for her. And, yeah, so it's um, yeah, it can be done in in those um, in those wonderful ways, but um, yeah. Um, so you, you're you're living on um, Bundjalung country uh, in am, as yep. you said in, in 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 or near Byron Bay, uh, which is famously a mecca for a whole range of artists and creative people. Um, what's it like to be surrounded by a community like that? Um, I guess
1: definitely inspiring. I- It also – I'm more influenced by diverse music, um, and Byron has a tendency to sort of have a lot of the similar types of sounds coming out of this town, which is beautiful too. There's a lot of reggae. There's a lot of, um, you know, uh, pop culture, Mm. I guess. Yeah. Um, but I guess what I more enjoy is when, like, things like the Blues Fest are happening and there's a yeah. lot of international artists coming through and and artists, you know, singing in language is really yeah. important to me too. I often listen to a lot of music in different languages, even if I don't understand the language, I can feel the music. Yeah. Um, and I'm a big fan of lyrical content that has meaning and that, I guess is directed in in gentle activism not you know not screaming at people but telling real stories about people and uh lyrically that's what i'm looking for in music i love something like i can feel archie roach for example um you know uh, emma donovan another fantastic indigenous artist um uh, emily wamamara um, and I also love people. A uh, Fijian artist, actually, yeah. Andrea Kerwin, who's a good friend of mine. Oh, I love. That. Um, so I, I like artists, you know, of diverse cultures, and also telling stories, like real stories about real people. Yeah. And um, as much as I love pop music too, I love music with a deep meaning. Yeah. You know, yeah, I'm a real. I'm inspired by you know people like. Um, Nina Simone, and you know, a lot of the old school stuff that, that yeah. deal with you know, uh, bringing a unity to sure. music. Yeah, sure.
0: well, that was, that was like, yeah, that was that when that back, back when when they were sort of, I guess, emerging, like that's the kind of music that was on the radio. That, 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 and I'm, I'm obviously not sort of trying to disrespect anyone who's who is putting their art or the, their work out on the, um, on the radio and mainstream ways like that, but I, I, I just I, I often wonder like oh just like what what was it like the first time you heard that on the radio like the, the, some of these pieces and um, yeah it just blows my mind so that's um, that's that's really interesting what you t- say there about your your influences um, just sort of talking about that gentle activism um, this country like so many others is so far behind where it needs to be in terms of its how we interact and how we show respect to our our queer community, what what part do you see all artists playing in promoting change in that area?
1: Yeah, I guess, um, I mean, as a Pacific Islander, it's, you know, queer culture is really hard. Like, being a lesbian in Samoa is not really spoken about. Sure. Um, You know, I I go to Samoa and visit my mum, but I won't hold my wife's hand. I'm married to a woman. Yeah. Um, and as you know, Pacific culture doesn't really, it's still just learning about the LGBT um, community and, and trans and all the rest of it. Yep. But I really think that we have to have an openness and that's why it's important for me to identify as a um, LGBTIQA plus um, performer. Yeah. You know, in in the mainstream arena, like when yes. I do um, mainstream festivals or multicultural festivals, it's important for me to, ha- you know, um, identify as a, a lesbian artist in those spaces, and particularly in the multicultural space, which can often be quite homophobic. Sure. Um, because of religious beliefs yeah. uh, and so on, um, which I don't actually believe is written in many religious spaces right. at all. Right, yeah. I mean, I think the Pope just recently came out saying something. uh, He's still not, you know, acknowledging, but trying, I guess, to uh, stop hate crimes against the community. Um, But I think what we need to do is just be more visible as artists, and I think that's happening definitely in the indigenous arena Mm -hmm. um, with our First Nation performers, Um, and that's great that we're being more visible and more out and more proud. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't like putting myself in a box. I would sure. like to, you know, hopefully one day we don't even have to worry about that. People just know we are human.
0: Yep, that's and a We dream, don't right? have yeah. to have
1: all these labels that are, you know, why can't we just, you know, I don't like segregation, but yeah. you know, um, sometimes in order for change, you have to point out the segregation that is placed upon you. Um, so as much as I can, I identify and support my community. And, uh, you know, usually when I perform, I acknowledge uh, my community and also Indigenous community and pay my respects, you know, before yeah. I start performing because uh, I think it's imp- important to be visible. Or, or yeah. it's in my music, it's in my lyrics
0: as well. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, look, music is is so so beautifully, as you've already touched on, so beautifully ingrained in most of, if not all, of Pacifica cultures, you know, as a way of storytelling and history keeping, as well as um, in ceremonies and and things like that, and you're carrying on that tradition uh, in a really special way, you know, in a, in a modern context, uh, and that's something that I, like, personally feel is, is very, very important and, and something that we need to really encourage in upcoming generations, emerging generations. What message would you send to any musicians, especially young Pacifica musicians, who um, have yeah, have an urge to pursue music seriously, but they're uh, maybe feeling a bit too nervous to take that, take that first step?
1: I guess the advice I would say is, is um, write your music, keep creating it, find support groups or other musicians that you can um, collaborate with and mm. work with and learn from. Um, find a venue in your local town that will have mm. you play there or start these events yourself. It's really not that hard yep. if you can just get a business on board to support you. And I'm sure in Samoa, you know, they would love that if people took initiative, more initiative to make live music happen there and not just... Uh... And, and also, you know, um, it, it's creating groups that you can, you know, maybe a beginner's group of musicians... You know, yep. find a group that you can start together and create and build from that so you're not alone in that situation yeah. trying to do it on your own. Sure. So I think it'd be great. You know, if I was younger, I guess I would have got a, a group together of a lot of starting out musicians and hang out and talk about, you know, creating something and having, a, you know, an open mic night, which is a great way to start something yeah. in your community, in your local community, start an open mic night and get that happening. And it can not just has to be music. It can be music and, you know, it can be artists, sculptors, you know, all mixing together and poets even and just get a night happening where you're being all creative together and start a network in your community Mm -hmm. and then start some action moving as a group because that's sometimes
0: easier than doing it on your own. Yeah, beautiful. Excellent. Um, Look, uh, as as we've um, well, as you uh, mentioned before, you are performing at the National Multicultural Festival coming up. Um, when this episode drops, it will be coming up on that coming Friday or this coming Friday, on the seventeenth of February. Um, how excited are you uh, to be performing at a multicultural festival like that?
1: I'm always excited about uh, a multicultural event. Um, and also I'm always excited about being around a huge group of people of colour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it's like going home. Sure. Um, it's not being the only different person in the crowd, which is, yeah. you know, creates a sense of belonging for us Definitely. Um, in the multicultural community. But also, you know, having a huge group of multicultural people surrounded by a huge group of Australians as well, you know, yeah. uh, white Australians. It's really good for us to all yeah. be together and really recognise our differences, but how our differences bring unity towards us and how we're, there's a common understanding as a human being yeah. um, to care, you know, for the same things, family, environment, uh, you know, that those kind of things really connect us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the more – that's why I love multicultural events because it's about diversity on so many levels. Yeah. And also it's an opportunity for, you know, uh, our LGBT community to, to be recognised within that unity as well.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so all those things are, are vital, I think, and a, a multicultural festival in all states – and towns is really important on so many different levels to celebrate culture and, um, you know, just to share a meal together.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And, you know, (laughs) that's something that really brings people together.
0: Yeah, and it's a simple thing but it's a powerful thing.
1: It is, absolutely. So I'm very excited. Mom is excited. This is the second time, I think. It could be the third time. I've played the Multicultural Festival. Oh, amazing!
0: Over. Yeah, yeah, lovely. Um, I've been to I've been to the festival, same two possibly three times uh, before, and it's always a great day. So, uh, to anyone who's listening, who's in or can be in Canberra um, when when the festival is happening over the um, the weekend happening over the weekend beginning the 17th of February, uh, please get out there um, and check out, uh, of, of course, Elena's set, but all of the um, amazing artists and, and so groups who are amazing. going to be out there.
1: Yeah, so
0: yeah. many amazing. Uh, people who listen to this, I'm sure there'll be many who uh, want to follow and support you. Um, how can they find you?
1: Uh, you can find me on my website, which is com. Um, or on Instagram, which is a longer handle, but you can find that on my website (laughs) page as well. I have so many Instagrams because I didn't know how to use the demo thing. (laughs) And I kept forgetting my password. So I think there's about six... Uh, That's all right. Instagrams of me, but you just have to look for my hands in
0: the shape of a love heart. That's the right one. <laughs> Beautiful. I'll um and I'll link those on the um on the show notes for this episode. Oh, so make it. it make it a little bit easier for people to find. <laughs> yeah, people to find.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I'm hard to find.
0: That's all right. That's, <laughs> it's worth the uh, worth the effort. <laughs> and
1: I've just taken my music off Spotify too because it doesn't really. Um, Support artists. Even. Yes. So, um. I now I just use my website so people can just find my music on my website or Reverb Perfect. Nation. You can listen to it for free as well. So I put it on a lot of free things so people can just download the music for free if they want. Sure.
0: Yeah. Excellent. Wonderful. Got
1: yeah. to give away okay. free music.
0: Yeah. Every now and then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, look. Thank you so much for coming on. It's been an, an amazing chat. I really appreciate your time. Um. Look forward to seeing you at the at the festival.
1: Yeah. I hope to meet you, Jeremy. Yeah. And your definitely.
0: Family. Yeah, absolutely. All right, thank you so much for your time. And that was the amazing Elena B. Williams. Uh, as I said uh, a couple times now, she is performing this coming Friday, the seventeenth of February, at the National Multicultural Festival being held in Canberra over this weekend. Uh, so if you can, uh, if you can make it to that, or if you're planning on going to that, it's definitely going to be worth going. Uh, not only to see Elena and uh, Rachel Heaton, her, her, her partner that she collaborates with um, they're both performing at seven fifty p.m on friday the 17th of february on the petrie street stage but um, yeah you know, everyone who uh, who's going to the festival and and all the different cultures who are who are expressing themselves and putting themselves out there it's going to be an amazing uh it's going to be an amazing weekend but uh, definitely if you can get out there on friday night it's a perfect way to to unwind after a long week at work go out there Get yourself a feed uh, from a, you know, a, a different kind of cuisine that maybe you've never had before. You've always wanted to try. So yeah, you know, something that you just see and you like the look of. Um, yeah, broaden your horizons and be be, be adventurous out there. And then um, at some swing by Petrie Street and see Elena and Rachel do their thing. Uh, they're, 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 I've, I've listened to a lot of their music, um, both you know, previously and obviously in preparation for this episode. And they're they're just incredible. So. I uh, get out there and support both of them, please, as well as all of the uh, artists from all the different nations. But there's a uh, big Pacifica presence uh, throughout the weekend uh, at the multicultural festival, so certainly, uh, certainly one to get out to if you if you if you can do it. Um, a little, just a couple things to wrap up uh, before before I finish. Uh, I'd like to give a big shout out to my nephew, Trey Stewart, who had his first grade NRL debut. It was a, it was a trial, but it was still his uh, first grade debut for St. George Illawarra Dragons on the weekend. They, they took on the uh, St. Helens Saints, who were the premiers from the English Super League. They're over here you know, sort of taking part in, the, um, in our preseason competition. That the NRL is putting on, and yeah, uh, you know, he did really, really well. He scored a really strong try. He 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 stepped uh, stepped a couple guys and, and and broke about three tackles on his way to to the line. So he's he's a very very talented young fullback, and really excited for him. Yeah, uh, you know, he had a wonderful night, but uh, just so proud of him. Yeah, you know, all all the hard work that he's put in, and and his family as well. Yeah, you know, his brother and and his mother have been so so supportive. So big shout out to them. Uh, but yeah just couldn't be happier for him and, and all of the all, all of the young stars who who've been uh, debuting throughout the trials uh, people sort of look down on trial footy but it's um, it's actually one of the most exciting times of the year because you're seeing a lot of these young guys get their first taste of the um, of the top level and they actually a lot of them really flourish. Um, some of them maybe you know, it's it's a good indication that they, they need a bit more time. But guys like Trey and and, and a few others who've really stood up this weekend, um, yeah, yeah, they they, uh, they they really reward their faith that the the clubs and everyone have put in them. So yeah, couldn't be happier for him. So just wanted to um in, indulge there and uh, and give him a bit of a shout out because he's he's worked hard and he he got his rewards on on Saturday night, which I'm really really happy about. A young PNG boy too. So hopefully we'll see him pull on the uh, Kumuls jersey sometime sometime in the future. Uh, past that, uh, please follow Elena on um, on Instagram and the other socials, as I always do. I'll link that uh, in the show notes for this episode. So just have a peek at that, as well as uh, my own social media for uh, for this podcast, Co- the Coconut Wireless. We're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook now. So just uh, just follow those links, and you'll find us there. And there's a lot of lot of fun content going up. Uh, throughout the week, and uh, some really really cool guests coming up as well over the next couple of weeks. So uh, it's a really good way to uh, stay up to date with what's happening with the podcast. Just just follow me on social media, and and uh, all the announcements and, and sort of teasers for upcoming episodes uh, are on there. So it's 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 going to be fantastic. Uh, there's another episode coming out, no uh, well, probably over the weekend with uh, someone comedian James Money. Who he you know, he works out of Hawaii, but he's yeah you know, he's, he's 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 got a big following um, outside of Hawaii, you know, in the wider US region, and he he's just so so fantastic. He's such a funny guy to to talk to. It's a really really entertaining episode. I had a lot of fun uh, speaking to him. Uh, I have a lot of fun speaking to all the uh, all the guests that we have on, but no, James was uh, was really really funny. So definitely uh, watch out for that episode as well. That's that's going to be coming out. Uh, the weekend of – it's either going to be on the Saturday the 18th or Sunday the 19th. Uh, I'm going to be out at the Multicultural Festival over the weekend. So whenever I can sort of uh, slip, slip slip that in and and drop that, I'll, uh, I'll be doing that. But I'll definitely sort of throw the post up on social media to, to let you guys know when I've done that. So uh, apart from that, look, um, thank you, as always, for listening and for supporting. Had a lot of people sending messages uh, with, with – um, uh, suggestions now for people to to invite on the podcast, which is really really exciting, really cool. I uh, love that. So please keep that keep doing that. You know, if there's someone you want to hear it hear from on the podcast, um, let me know and I'll, I'll reach out to them and I'll I'll try and get them on. You know, the Pacifica community uh, is, is a really supportive one, so which is the only way that this podcast has worked is I've had people sort of uh gi- you know, give their time quite freely uh, to to support the podcast and in the same way you guys listeners have supported the podcast by not only listening but engaging with me and, and reaching out to me with with suggestions and your thoughts and feedback it's been fantastic so please never stop that uh you know it, it actually makes this so much more worthwhile i really really appreciate it uh that's all for this week so until next week uh be good to yourselves be good to each other and i uh, really 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 hope that i get to see and meet some of you guys out at uh out of the multicultural festival this weekend
1: Stay safe.